Happy Hallmarket Days, everyone, and welcome to a special mini-sode of Basic Pitch. I'm your Holly Jolly hostess, Paula. Hey, hey, it's your old drinking buddy, Jay Dobbs, here, and uh, we are excited to do one of these little bonus episodes where we get to chat with one of our guests a little bit more on the topic of what we uh, talk about. So uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Okay, thanks for yeah, having me, you guys. My please. name is Samantha Herman, a Hallmark writer, uh, gearing up to have my fourth and fifth broadcast this season. That's so exciting. Thank you for having me on. Very cool. You, you might remember, uh, Samantha, from uh, last year's football-themed Super Bowl episode, Love on the Sidelines. Uh, go back and listen to that. It's one of my one of my favorite we did last season. It was fun. Yeah. So, um, Samantha, actually, you and I met after I watched your two movies last year, Small Town Christmas and Mingle All the Way, which were huge standouts for me. Uh Obviously, I haven't watched every single Hallmark Christmas movie ever made. How but, dare you? Uh, <laughs> She's working on it. Yeah. But I think it's safe to say that Mingle All the Way is the most feminist Hallmark Christmas movie that's ever been made. And I think that's all to you. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. I'm very like cool. It. Yeah. There's been a lot of discussion already uh, with the tapings this year of uh, lack of agency. So it's good. Good. Uh, it's good to see some not lack. I guess that would just be agency. Uh, <laughs> So how did you get into writing Hallmark movies? So for Mingle, uh, which was my first one, I wrote it on spec. At the time, it was called Holidate, um, which had to be renamed. Um, and I just had it sitting around. I didn't know what to do with it. I thought it was meant for a Hallmark-style channel, but I didn't have the ins to do anything about it until uh, 2017, January, in Sundance. And just, like by total random, circumstantial friend of friend knowing each other, I met Jen Lilly. Uh, who had just left Days of Our Lives and had just done her first Hallmark movie, which I'd seen the ads for. So it was an entry point of casual conversation between her and me. And I brought up that I'd been working on holiday just as a point of something we could connect over. I didn't mm -hmm. think she would do anything about it or I had nothing in mind in particular. But she took an interest, asked if she could read it, which she did, loved it, asked if she could send it to her connections there. And then long story short, when it took many months to get to this point, but the end result was uh, it was acquired by Hallmark um, because of her representation of it. Um, and then we retweaked it all together in-house to make it Hallmarkified mm -hmm. all the way. And uh, she became the leading lady and EP of that one. And uh, they just keep asking me back. But the, I thank her. And uh, she's leading lady in uh, Angel Falls, colon, a novel holiday also for this season. And when is that coming out? That will be on December 15th on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries and for your Canadian listeners, my home country, uh, on the W Channel. The oh. W Channel? Yeah. What does the W stand for? Women. Oh! Yeah. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's good branding. <laughs> I like that it leaves Lifetime, like, hides it a little yeah. bit. Are you watching that woman channel? <laughs> yeah, no, they make no bones about it. So you said you wrote Mingle All the Way on spec. I guess what kind of did you have a hallmark structure in mind when you were writing it or do you just wanted to write a rom-com I'm very uh, curious I thought I had a hallmark structure in mind <laughs> I watched I mean I have been watching them for as long as I can remember so it was not an mm -hmm. accident that I kind of fell into this wheelhouse um so I I was aiming it for that structure but as I learned they have a very specific uh infrastructure and mm -hmm. they this has to happen at this part and these things can't happen. It has to be like very conservative. It has to be very almost conflict free, like just mm -hmm. enough where it keeps the story going and having enough of a climax. Um, so 
I thought it was Hallmark ready, but that after going through the motions, it needed a lot of retooling. Uh, but I guess what they saw was the potential of the storyline and wanting to work with me, which was cool. Awesome. Yeah, I feel I feel like people can be upset, but no one really is allowed to cry. For that sure. Feel, that feels like where the line is. You can be like, you lied to me, but you can't be like, oh. Definitely no crying. And yeah. you can't even really lie. Like, they're very anti-deceit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a misunderstanding. Misunderstanding. Or, yeah. The, the, then somebody else goes, you lied. And you're like, well. Or, or a benevolent gesture that is mis- misperceived. Got That's it, okay. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that can fly. That's interesting because Mingle All the Way does have a standard rom-com deception. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it because it's re-airing this year. And it's really wonderful. And you guys should all watch it. Thank but you. Um, So how kind. did you deal with the deceit part of the plot line? It had to be super well-intentioned on all the characters parts mm-hmm. and how did they let me do that <laughs> so long since you're working on it it had to be very well-intentioned and it had to be uh where when it came to be when it was discovered both parties would realize is for the greater good for both of them and like there was wasn't supposed to hurt the other mm-hmm. or put them on a path that was negative in any way mm-hmm. and so they let me like insert it a little bit because there, no harm came of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't malicious. It was just yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. We never, we never no have actual like, which I feel like is kind of the what would you say the the Hollywood rom com has usually like at least one flat out villain, you know, and we never really have a villain. We never have somebody who's like, I'm looking to lock this man down over on the side that we have to compete against. You Definitely, know? and even if there's like the red herring love interest who's like the wrong. You need the wrong choice, yeah. That and that's okay. You can do that, yeah. but that wrong choice can't be a villain in his or her own right. They have to just be wrong. They're wrong. They're yeah. generally they're oblivious. They generally they they don't listen and they uh, don't. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. They, they can, they're not a good match. They're not a good yeah. match. Yeah. They're a bad fit or yeah, they can ignore them, but they can't do anything <laughs> they can't abusive. Yeah. There's like definitely no cheating, nothing scandalous. So they part ways. There's only in, uh, no harm, no foul. There's only benign gaslighting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe they want to stay in the big city and the heroine decides small town life is for her. So she has to break up with her Baxter. And like, that's the most conflict is like he doesn't want to leave New York and she does. Yeah. So there you go. Proud to report that Sense, Sensibility, and Snowman, which I still find trouble, it's a mouthful. It's a, um, it's a, it's a wonderful yes. title, but it wasn't built for out loudness. Uh, no, or the hashtag. Um, but I'm going to repeat that because you said that very quickly. Samantha's okay. other new film this year is Sense, Sensibility, and Snowman. You're so much better at enunciating. All I was going to say about it was it's it, it's set in Chicago, so there is no small town it's in that Chicago. one. Chicago. That's exciting. Wow. So wow. that made me happy. I got to mix it up a little bit. Even, I mean, in, in the best way possible, even weirder that it's like not, I'm sure that it's not, not a, you know, Christmas town, but you go like, well, if you're going to go city, you're going to go New York, you know, where else are you going to go? But I like, I like it. So you wrote two last year. And so what's your relationship with Hallmark? Like, like, do they reach out to you? Ask if you have any more pitches? Do they bring you in with pitches they have? Uh, it's a real mixed bag. Uh, so I've pitched a bunch of things. I'm pitching something with Jen right now. And so hopefully one or multiple things of those will be chosen. And so I pitch those usually to a particular exec um, because the way it works is once a project is off the ground, basically get a project manager who's mm-hmm. at the executive level on the channel. You guys know this, but for your... No, no. No, this is all great. This is, um, we like to learn. So I pitched to those folks and so I'm waiting to hear back and in the meantime I've been assigned stuff that's already a little bit out of the gate either there's a 
story by that's already been acquired, but they need someone to execute it. And the story by people can't or won't for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not, that's just not their thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So they need someone to take it over and like actually write the thing. Or there's, uh, in the case of Angel Falls, that is a sequel to Christmas in Angel Falls from 2017. Mm. Um, so that Which was not you? No, not okay. me. And so... How, the, how franchisey is that? Is all, it like, like, usually it's, often it's just a title word that carries over, but not exactly. so much characters. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So that concept of having a sequel is greenlit, but the storyline and the characters were all open season for me. So it's a sequel in town, Angel Falls is the town mm-hmm. oh. and uh, and tone, but otherwise, and I think there are a couple ancillary characters that I was gonna re- say, yeah, you gotta recur, have, but you gotta have like a little cameo in the back, like, like oh. yeah, Steve the mailman yeah, walks through exactly. Again. Oh, it's, yeah. the, it's the same waitress, uh, cool, exactly. But all fresh leading characters and new storyline. So, in that case, that was assigned to me, but then I was given a wide berth, and then they approve everything as I'm going, oh, but I pitched them some ideas of how we could proceed. Very cool. Very cool. What do you, I mean, especially, I guess, when you're working on these Hallmark ones, you've got such a a structure. I'm obsessed with structure. That's half of where this thing came from. Uh, That and Paula's obsession with these movies, those two things together become this podcast. Obviously, Hallmark has that structure. And and a lot of that structure is built because commercial breaks will be realistic. My dad teaching me uh, structure of a Star Trek episode through commercial breaks. As a child, that's probably where my my brain congealed around that. And he never wrote a thing in his life. He just had figured that out from watching watching a lot of Star Trek. (laughs) It's like, by this this commercial, uh, Kirk is in trouble. Uh, (laughs) So, but um, are you a big structure-y person? Are you like one of these people with, if you you weren't doing a Hallmark thing, are you one of those people with like cards and like, I got to hit my beats before I even start writing lines? Or or are you a free-flowy person uh, outside of the... I'm not a free-flowy person. (laughs) Uh, Maybe in my like social life sometimes, but uh, for my work now, I've always been a major outliner even for like schoolwork and essays. So doing that for the Hallmark style, I think that's part of why I've been able to work so well with them because mm-hmm. I, I already intrinsically like that style. So if you want to hear like the real details of their structure. Oh yeah, I'll, go. I'll, no, I'll, I'd love to hear it. I'll give it to you. So it's uh, nine parts and they're separated by the commercials as you sure. suggested. Uh, end of part one is much longer than all the rest. It's around 20, 25 pages, which translates usually 18 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that part, Basically, you've met the characters, figured out what the like main premise is going to be, and it's a bit of a cliffhanger setting the rest of the story in motion and the reason why our leads are going to interact for the rest of the movie. And usually they'll have clashed or had their awkward meet-cute in some regard by this point. So, I mean, in, in kind of classic standard old school Sid Field structure, uh, basically the first commercial doesn't come until that 20, 20 minute yeah. mark come at the end of act one, yeah. you know, in that classic, which is, which makes perfect sense. Cause that's, that's, that's my problem. If I get to the end of act one of a movie, even if I don't want to watch it, the hooks are in, I'm finishing you gotta it. Know. Yeah, I'm, you gotta I, I'm like, I'm like, there's only three ways this can play out. And I got to see which one it is. If I am with a crime procedural, but even if I see the crime happen in like the theme song, I'm like, well, now I need mm-hmm. to know who done it. <laughs> even though it's just on in the background, now I'm locked in for the rest of the 45 minutes. But okay, so yeah, that's part one. And then acts two to seven are all around the same length, 10 pages or so um and that's just the rest of the story unfolding uh by around part four act four 
they'll have started to get along a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then by the end of seven, the problem that is going to be like their big problem, their big misunderstanding or, you know, mild fight will have gotten to the the reason of that. And then eight, that problem will reach its climax. Sure. And uh, that will be the high point of their conflict. (laughs) Uh, So we're, we're almost done the movie by this point. That's act eight is like an hour and 50 in. That's what I'm mm-hmm. always surprised when we're doing these because I'm I'm not keeping I can't keep a track of time I can only keep track of the structure and it's always this thing of like they always when telling the story they feel like they end very abruptly, very abruptly. you're like like all right we're heading towards the and they're kissing oh okay yep, uh, <laughs> yep. and then Act Nine is much shorter and uh, wraps it all up whoever is the wrongdoer or whoever has misunderstood makes amends or apologizes or solves whatever it is that is the problem area and as you suggested ends with a kiss and uh almost nothing after that i've been told that the audience is resistant to follow anything after oh, the kiss they're done, done at the kiss kiss maybe so, a pun- maybe maybe one callbacky punchline yeah so i've had like epilogues and things like that and said no need kiss done get, kiss credit kiss movies over yeah, yeah I get but it. And I used to be only allowed to get one kiss, that one final kiss. A couple near kisses yeah. uh, mm-hmm. along the way I could get away with. They like that. Um, but I have seen a couple this season where they get a midway kiss. Ooh. I haven't seen any so, of those. Yet. You get a midway kiss, and then mm-hmm. but I feel like then you have to even more almost fully break up at that point. Yeah. You can't even be like annoyed. You have to go to full breakup because we, we've said a few times uh, now in these these movies a a kiss is tantamount to a proposal (laughs) (laughs) and i i get it i get the format i love the format i like watching these movies but just for me personally i really don't like the zero to a hundred like you've not (laughs) gone on a proper first date yet but you're engaged or committed to each other so i try to keep it like a little bit more realistic and leveled out like we're interested in each other just, we, and like, let's just, let's proceed we've with decided this. to try yeah. this date yeah. not not oh we have kissed once we are now betrothed yeah like yeah. you're forever now especially because most of these movies take place over one to two weeks yep yeah. that's the other thing that they are really keen on uh which is the chronology and the deadline and the ticking clock mm-hmm. and making it very clear where you stand in that ticking clock okay it's seven days left till christmas or four days left till the presentation like they want that emphasized a lot right yeah no a countdown is is there any um i don't want to get overly inside baseball but i just had this thought um so like save the cat i'm sure you've you've read uh you know uh most people have even thought about movies kind of at this point have read it but there's sorry i'm just going to tell everybody who doesn't who hasn't read it it is sort of a screenwriting bible yeah, it's it's kind of the it's kind of the current hot one. There was, you know, yeah. like I said, Sid Field before was the one in the '80s, and but he uh, very much breaks down the beats of a story, uh, you know, uh, like uh, dark dark night of the soul, and he had uh, more so. He has this jargon. I'm curious if they have any jargon for their sections, or if they're just, or or if they're like very like uh, what would you say, very. Uh, uh, ac- not even academic, like antiseptic about it. Is that the right word? Where they're just like, we're having problems with your section seven. <laughs> uh. <laughs> there's not a specific lingo in the same way that um, Blake Snyder labels them, but there's more broad strokes. So they really care about the arcs of both characters. Sure. They want to know specifically how they're changed by the end and how the leads influence that change on each other. And like that has to be 
established before you get into draft mode. Like that's their number one concern, it's, apart from the like just general premise is the arcs of the two and how they better each other and themselves mm -hmm. along the way. Sure. Oh, that's good. That's good. So they they really they're really going after it, even though it's that structury. They they're really approaching it from a uh, character motivated. Uh, like uh like like yeah. and and I, I assume you hear this note i feel like i've heard it in in the room uh in 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 the animation industry of just um can we have them say it like do you you can't you can't really hint around it's like it's like you got to say if only i could win the baking contest this year then it you know they, yeah, they, it's yeah. a really fine line because they <laughs> don't like me to get too exposition-y because i am wordy by nature mm -hmm. so i've i've got to deal with that on my problem area but yeah they wanted to be clear and communicated but not too like and now i'm going to tell you what exactly i'm thinking right now right. so it's a fine line it. and uh they also really like backstories whether or not we know those backstories i need to know what the backstories are mm -hmm. uh to go forward oh that's that's like, interesting here's dana she's 29 her parents are dead yeah. yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> dead parents. It's yes. a lot of dead. It's a very Disney <laughs> Disney syndrome. Uh, now that just has me thinking. Now, now I want a real like a, like a drive or something. I want a real terse one of these. Like just, just like hey, we know the beats, and it's just it, it's about the feeling, and like nobody really says it. They just look at each other. Like I want to. That would be a weird weird piece of directorial experimentation. I'd be fascinated by. I'll, I'll try that for my next badge. Yeah, I, I, that's kill off all the parents. Yeah, you're gonna have to bring that mm -hmm. to free form. Somebody is gonna take weird chances. Yeah. Hallmark doesn't want that. So we've been talking a lot, um, particularly this season, about diversity in these type of films. Yeah. So is that something that they encourage you to write into your scripts or they prefer to do it in casting or has that conversation even come up? It, the conversation has come up. I usually write with uh, colorblind. Is that their? Mm -hmm. Sure. Just yeah. everything blind other than their names and who they are. Um, so I don't infuse a script with those descriptions. Um, but I know they are really interested in making sure that their casts represent a more realistic and thorough right. crop of people. So we've had those conversations, but it's not like make sure you like, indicate it in I, the actual script itself. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would I would think they would go the other way around where you don't say it in the script. If they want to, after they cast, they might do a pass here or there. Yeah. You know, oh, we cast a, a Latina for the for the lead. Let's throw some Spanish words in here, you know, whatever, you know, or, and frankly, I, I would assume actually to a certain extent, the, the actors themselves might then, you know, bring their personality onto there. And uh, one, yeah. one Latina actress might be like, yeah, I don't have any Spanish words. Like, <laughs> I'm like fourth generation, you know, yeah, Ohio, yeah. you know. So it's been more like casual conversations just when they're like, keeping me in the loop of how the casting and how the pre-production is going but i'm glad they're taking that into consideration i personally would like that to be you know more prevalent but no i've not had to like specifically put those words or those descriptions in that's interesting yeah i would hope i would hope chicago specifically yeah, yeah. see <laughs> yeah. You, you get to get away with it when you do a utah based one but yeah. <laughs> chicago oh. a little tough i will say though that uh love under the olive tree which i wrote for this year which uh i think is shelved temporarily till next year does have a gay couple oh, a secondary, yeah, secondary friends level couple and that was requested of me which i'm proud to say and uh that was gonna be my next question yeah. is did you put that in or did they ask for it they asked for it and i was i had the idea that there was going to be the secondary 
friend level couple because mm-hmm. the, the B couple is my favorite thing to work on. Uh, and they suggested that it be a gay couple with that. And that made me happy. That's very exciting. That they wanted that. Gay couple with children or gay couple with no children? No children, but a, a blossoming relationship. Cool. That is that is nifty. Yeah. That was nice. So hopefully that one is on. 2020 yeah i suspect i suspect we're gonna we're gonna have that one roll roll around maybe maybe they maybe maybe that was what it was maybe that's why they bumped it it back maybe maybe they were like you know what we're ready here in 2019 (laughs) but uh uh, society is not i don't know (laughs) they freaked out and and, uh that's they they got too progressive on themselves (laughs) they're like we'll 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 wait one more year (laughs) maybe because they've had a couple very subtle gay situations and it was I, I won't yeah. begrudge or besmirch the channel but it was not not done well the, the fact well the fact that even they asked rather than it was just like oh okay like that's that's that shows along. something cool yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when we did when we did life size two episode last year uh i was shocked i mean granted again it was freeform but i was shocked when the clearly gay best friend character like made some direct reference and it was just like oh oh he's gay like like actually textually gay not just in a, yeah, a stereotypical like, performance not dancing around it like that's just the facts <laughs> yeah, of it yeah, yeah it was just like i was like oh cool it was like all right tyra banks okay yeah, <laughs> yeah well a christmas prince also has the the trifecta oh uh, that's the, right the Oh, what's the word I want? It was there was. It the, also has like the female best friend and the gay best friend, and then they're like the the three besties. So but, that's but the, he doesn't he, have any love interests, but he's he's very specifically. Yeah. Oh no, wait, he does. They do get sorry. They do get one. male dates for all one. three of them on New Year's Eve, and Ooh. the first one, and he's like the they assi- go off without her, and then he's she like stays, the and her parents come and proposes. They're all assistants okay, at like the same magazine. I haven't seen that one. How can that be? It's fun. All right, I'll go back into the archives. Yeah, you can just go listen to the episode. Part three. Three. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A Royal Babies is due this year. Unintended. <laughs> 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 nice. Give this girl a job in marketing. Uh, so you've written a bunch of, of films for Hallmark. Are you writing other things as well, or are you focusing on Hallmark right now? I'm writing other things as well. Uh, so I'm just starting on a couple more Hallmarks for next year that are about to kick off. But in addition to that, I'm doing a complete 180 and working on a Fatal Attraction sex thriller. Um, <laughs> yes. Very cool. Su- oh. Super similar. Also for Hallmark. No. Uh, and I'm a co-writer <laughs> on that. It's called Foreplay uh, with the number four spelled out. And yes. uh, that will hopefully be shooting in Australia in Q2 2020. So I'm excited for that because I'm going to sashay myself over there to the set. That's I've already, exciting. like, there I know we're not quite done the draft yet, but uh, can I, can I go? Do you need an uh, assistant? Is that, <laughs> is that, is that also, is that like, is that Lifetime or? Uh, no, it is indie. Okay. Except for theatrical. Ideally. It sounds, it sounds, my, my, my mouth almost formed the words, oh, for real. Yeah, uh, for real. But yeah, no, but that's awesome. No, no, but uh, possibly theatrically, you know, yeah. at this day and age. Probably. Who knows? But <laughs> unless it's $60 trillion, uh, <laughs> maybe not. But, yeah. But at least, you know, uh, 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 that's very cool. That's very cool. So uh, you mentioned you wrote Mingle All the Way on spec. How did you find the time to do that around your day job and what's your process for that? Uh, my day job is also working for myself doing business affairs consulting, so I had no problem making the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> good or bad, I had no problem in the meantime. Uh, what was the question? How do I, what's my process? What's your process if you're doing, when you were doing a day job, I don't know if you still are, when you're doing a day job and writing oh, at the same I'm, time. I'm kind of doing a day job, but I just, uh, when the mood strikes, so my, I guess, five stages are I hate myself, <laughs> I take to my sick bed with anxiety that I don't know how to start. Then I clean my entire home before I can start. Then I start making notes. Then I go back to my sick bed, and uh, hopefully by then I've gotten the outline approved. And then I I go into draft mode. There you go. <laughs> are you a are you a like um, I I sit down and I write whatever it is two three six eight hours a day every day no. or you're a you're like a you're like a sprinter you're like a, I I write a thousand hours for two days and then I quit for a week or no as not loose as i am with the outline i am the opposite and very loose with my schedule I'm like when i when the juices are flowing they're flowing and i usually make like mini outlines of what i want to achieve you know usually it's an act form so like mm -hmm. act two this is exactly what needs to happen i usually draw a calendar of the an actual yeah. calendar yeah. so like here's christmas here's all mm -hmm. the events that lead up to it and so i just work through and keep checking them off and then you know obviously things move around as for sure. It unfolds and it has to, but that's, that is part of my process. It's just like check, checking off. Okay, that part's done. Moving on to the next. Mm -hmm. So I try to do an act a day uh, oh, okay. once I'm once I'm crackling. So you're you're more like a you're yeah you're more like a get this piece get this chunk done in a day uh, type of person. Totally. Yeah. And I know some follow writers like to just do whatever part they feel like doing. I can't do it. I need to go completely in order. You go top mm -hmm. to bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I same same way. I can't, you know, when you when you rewrite, maybe uh, yeah, uh, totally. You can, you, can, you can bump around a little bit, uh, but even then, I'm going to usually work from the top to the bottom. I'm just gonna be like, oh, this section's good. I can skip it. <laughs> yeah, because the top informs the bottom, so I I just right. can't right jump around like that. Mm -hmm. So obviously, a lot of these films have the week or the two weeks leading up to Christmas. It's usually a small town. A lot of Christmas events are going on. Oh yeah. Where do you come up with the ideas for the Christmas events that you put in your in your films? Uh, well, as a Hebrew, I don't personally celebrate <laughs> Christmas, so most of my inspiration comes from the other Hallmark movies that I've mm -hmm. seen. This year, I thought of some kind of innovative. Don't get too excited because it didn't come to fruition. I thought of some like cool things that I thought might be a nice change of pace because that's the other. Uh, protocol for the specifically Christmas ones. Christmas must be in every frame. Okay. Yes. yes. Whether yes, that's yes. just you know subtle decoration in the setting or you know they're doing a Christmas activity, uh, it has to be like present at all times. Um, so there's uh, an installation at the Bel Air. It's the Bel Air Hotel. No, Beverly Hills Hotel. That I thought mm -hmm. that was cool. Maybe I can describe like a structure, gingerbread house thing that the characters go in, and there's like a gift wrapping, and it just was. They liked it at first, but then once it got to the reality of production, they're like, it's just too much, this too complicated, <laughs> and too cumbersome for the. So then they're like, just make it more just traditional. So I tried to get out of the box a little bit, and uh, unfortunately, just couldn't really come to be. So it's it, basically there's a list and. I probably have to make a spreadsheet for myself to see, like, don't use all the same ones every time. I, all four of my Christmas movies have a sleigh ride because I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, ice skating. There's just a list of the mm -hmm. common ones. And so I just try to choose and mix and match so I don't copy myself completely. But it's pretty traditional as far as the list itself. I'm a, I'm a big it's It's funny because I constantly make fun of it on here. And at the same time, in concept, at least both in these movies and not i am a giant fan of 
weird small town rituals. Like, but I only like them in movies because in real life, I'm like, I don't like any of your rituals. Go away, rituals, smash them. But like, I love the idea of like, oh, in this town, we, you know, we we uh, light a Christmas bonfire along the river, you know, or whatever it is, you know, or something just weird, like that everybody like joins in and does it. And uh, it's funny because it's so like something where I'm like, in real life, they're like, "Do you want to come and do this?" And you're like, "No, that's stupid." No, that's right. yeah, yeah, but in a movie, I love, I love that, I love the that weird fake small town uh, ritual as opposed to just the basic rituals that all small towns. Hey, we have a parade. Totally. We bring the high school out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I make my list and I say, "Okay, what act would that activity make sense for?" Like that conversation. So. Oh, you try. I structure it for myself, but like I'm not mandated to do that. Yeah, you're like, we can't really have them have their argument while making gingerbread cookies. (laughs) These things don't get along very well. Exactly. Got it. Um, Yeah, and a lot of these take place in a small town that's known for their Christmas festival. Have you ever been to one of these Christmas towns in person for research or for fun? Uh, I went to Prescott, Prescott. Prescott is how the locals say it, Arizona last year for field research because it's mm-hmm. known as the Christmas town of the West Coast. And it was Southwest that. Southwest Christmas. Interesting. Yeah. It was very, yeah, it was like very like Tex-Mex <laughs> infused with the, it was very like cowboy-y. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I think the city has grown a little bit beyond when it was first designated that. It was almost too big even though it's still a small town like not everyone knew each other and that's what i was hoping for so i think this year or whenever i do it next i need to find an even smaller town but it had this uh the courthouse which was the center of the town was like completely decked out i think it has like historical record holding amount of bulbs oh wow (laughs) capita or something yeah Uh, i went to an elvis style concert that they had at the local theater so an elvis impersonator christmas song concert it was amazing super fun yeah it was so good they had the gingerbread contest i didn't i wasn't there for the contest itself unfortunately but they had all the all the entrants there on display with all the winners you know, with their trophies in front sure. of them. So I went and checked that out adjacent to the casino. Uh, <laughs> adjacent to the yeah. casino. So uh, I have done a bit of field research and I got a two-step lesson at the local saloon from a local. So oh, a little extra Christmas-y. field research. Yeah. I want to I want to add. And you guys aren't married already? <laughs> no, but we are Facebook friends. <laughs> so you might listen to this interview when I post about it. Ooh, here's what I want. Here's what I want. That's that's for that's for whoever taught this lesson. Here's 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 where you here's where you're gonna wait a million dollars. Spurs. But they're jingle bells instead <gasps> of spurs on the back. Oh, that would be my so God. <laughs> no, that's genius. Oh. <laughs> One year my grandmother got us all like jingle bell necklaces and we were all wearing them around the house all like five of us women in the family and it didn't last very long it was, yeah got really yeah. real fast yeah I've, I've made that mistake more even even like one on a santa hat you're like very quickly like yeah. nope nope no i love it i'm bringing this into my next pinch there you go there you go spurs, i give that i give that one to you jingle spur yeah. jingle Right, right there, you got a yeah. title already. Yeah, it's great. Your your lead character is a screenwriter who goes to a Christmas town to research yeah. and falls in love with a local two stepper. This thing it's just done. writes itself. It does. And the Jingle Spurs name of the product, name of the film. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, we're we do this in this town, but it doesn't exist outside of this town. <laughs> They're just like, I'm. I'll get it out. I'll get the word out. So, if any of our listeners have a recommendation of a tiny Christmas town that I can visit, I'm looking for referrals because I want to. I want to live it. Or 
uh, equally exciting to me would be a fall or spring festival, like the Raspberry Festival, which is like the big deal of the town. Sure. I want to I want to live that. There was, I think I saw around here. I think I was seeing it. It was like one of those like, oh, where is it? And you're like, oh, I'm not driving that far. But I think there was like a watermelon festival this summer somewhere around here. I heard I, yeah. of that, but I couldn't. I think it was in Ohio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or that, Santa Barbara. Up exactly. There. Something like not, that. Where I, not I, that far. I like, saw the poster. I was just like, well, I'm not. It's a goof. I'm not driving that far. For that. I would have. <laughs> yeah. I, I will do it next I time. Highly, I highly recommend the uh, in, in the middle middle to late of April is the Santa Clarita Cowboy Festival. Which is that I, true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. should come with us. It's great. I'm I, in. I did the chili cooking contest last year. What? Okay. <laughs> you hear it? We'll we hit you. heard it here, folks. I'm going. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm with, invited. With, with, Official. With jingle spurs on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I really want to go to the Pumpkin Festival in Circleville, Ohio, which they randomly brought up on My Favorite Murder, and it sounds amazing. Like, super small town, yes. fall festival in the middle of a small town in Ohio. I it may not be that many events, but I like. Is that one of the ones great. where they do the uh, they have the catapult? They like trebuchet because uh, I always <laughs> want to go to like, so. the punk, pumpkin chunkin. They call it, and you build a giant trebuchet and you like whip whoever can whip a huge uh, uh, pumpkin as far as they can. I want all of this <laughs> in my life. I'm gonna research this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It no, looks they, like they have a parade and, and band, so it's more of a traditional festival. My home hometown of Los Gatos, California, we have a strawberry festival. I assume. I don't go home a lot. Uh, <laughs> I assume we still have a strawberry festival. We have a Christmas parade. What? Mm-hmm. How far away is that? Six uh, six hours. It's you know it's it's uh, near near Santa Cruz. I grew up in the Santa Cruz Mountains. So uh, I'll, I'll do that. I'll yeah. do that strawberry yeah. festival. All right, <laughs> yeah. this is very good information. <laughs> Get the word out. <laughs> I want to roll off on a town and be noticeably other. Like you aren't from here and either welcomed and enveloped by the townspeople or pushed away by some who think like. You're here to like ruin the town or make fun of us, <laughs> and then I'll win them over. Now, yeah, That's now, what I want. Now we know why you like to. Now you get so good at writing these because you literally. I, so, I just, I just go. Oh God, I just stand out everywhere, even in my own hometown. Like, <laughs> so listeners, if you have any recommendations of small towns with festivals that will shun Samantha Herman, where can yeah. they tweet you? Uh, S underscore Hermie, uh, and same for Instagram. That's awesome. Uh, well, uh, we uh, loved chatting with you for sure, and uh, uh, hit hit us up. Uh, I'm uh, J Dobbs Rosa everywhere on on the internet, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is. I'm I'm that. I write bad jokes and tell people when there's going to be when there's a chase happening throughout the Southland. I find your posts very humorous. Oh, thank you. I'm Gangrene Jean on Instagram. That's the disease plus the pants. And I post a lot of pictures of the movie that I'm watching. And at Paula Hayfley on Twitter. Awesome. Well, this has been a pleasure. And uh, look forward to... Uh, so uh, one one more time, throw it there right at the end. Uh, on the 30... December 30th. November 30th. November 30th. That's that much more soon. November 30th it is... is sense, Sensibility, and Snowmen. And that's, I got it out. That time. That's perfect. That's hall. Oh, these are both hallmark. And yep. then December fifteenth, Angel Falls colon a novel holiday. A colon is just the punctuation. It's yeah, not I just love out. saying it. Oh, always <laughs> talk about colons all you want. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, this has been great. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on our mini sode. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a joke.